in three two one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions i'm your host 34 and today we have jared moses here joining us how you doing sir i'm doing great how are you doing doing well man doing well uh you know it's almost the end of the week so that's something to celebrate <laughs> absolutely um, but yeah, man, I'm doing great. I uh, want to thank you again for making time to, to do this interview and to sure. share your story. Of course, of course. Glad to be here. Awesome, man. Uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions just to set the tone. And then we'll jump into the main portion where you either choose uh, your own numbers between 1 and 34 or we go to the Wheel of Fate. And then after that, we'll end it up with a few concluding questions. Sound good to you, Jared? Sure, sounds great. Sounds like fun. All right, man. Well, my very first question for you is, how have you been? You've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been, man? Yeah, I've been I've been doing pretty good. Um, just sort of realigning my my goals and and, and changing some things up in my life. But uh, for the most part, I've been doing doing pretty good, uh, all things considered. You know, with the with COVID winding, not really winding down, I guess, but kind of. In a, in a lull and everything, it's it's been an adjustment, and, and I'm I'm kind of enjoying the the world being somewhat open up again and that sort of stuff. So yeah, but I've been doing pretty good. I hear you, man. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Uh, you talked about changes. Do you, do you mind sharing uh, any of the other changes that you've been trying to make or been going through, if you don't mind? Yeah. Um, I've been starting. Uh, I started a business. Well, the thing is, I had a business last year, and that business ended up uh, crashing partially due to COVID, partially due to just lack of effort honestly um i went through some serious depression as, as i mean last year was tough for everybody um for me specifically i went through depression i ended up getting laid off from my nine to five um a whole bunch of stuff happened so and then i had this side hustle that i was getting ready to sort of launch into a full-time business um and then that kind of went to went to hell so i um i was able to get back at it this year, um, my wife was actually able to get a, a job, and her her job was actually able to cover our entire our entire income, and like as the, she's basically making more than what we were both making with our uh, last job. So she pretty much told me, uh, "Why don't you take this?" Was I, I think around January? She pretty much just told me, "Why don't you take the this year and do what you want to do you know figure out what you want to do with your life and and do that chase that down and, and i got this so um i did i spent some time just sort of exploring different things and then i ultimately figured you know what now i have the time to do this business and i can actually give it a real a real go so i've been starting that up and that's been going pretty good um, so far. So those changes have me from the loafing around the house, uh, gaming and all that stuff to now having to be up uh, early in the morning, working, speaking to clients, that kind of thing every single day. That's kind of where I'm at now. So that's, those are really the changes, but they're good changes and, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, man, that's what's up. Uh, shout, shout out to your wife for um, yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> for, for the opportunity, right? And then, right, exactly. That's that's a real, uh, real strong partnership, man. That's what's up. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm well. I'm glad to hear you you on a path that you're enjoying. And yeah, yeah man, one whole year to to try to figure it out, huh? Like yeah, we we all kind of had that, and I know for for me this this came out of that too because I had that year to kind of try to figure it out. Um, so yeah, man, that's what's up. Yeah. So yeah, and, and I love I love the creativity of it all of you doing that and coming that coming from that um, with the business side of the stuff that I'm trying to do too. It's um, I recently started a podcast as well, uh, which is basically documenting the journey of starting this business and sort of just like a journal of all the stuff that I'm learning, my failures, my successes, and kind of trying to you know, put it out there for people that have dealt with some of the stuff that I've been dealing with or I have dealt with um, and trying to show that it's possible to get where you want to go. Um, so documenting basically the next year of what that looks like and, you know, hopefully be hopefully we provide some value that'll guide people in a way that'll help them to do the same thing. 
for sure for sure man you know i could already imagine it like when you have some video with that with the vocals that you have lined up so whatever yeah. you're describing in your podcast you could just match up with some visuals it's like behind the scenes thing for, yeah. for your business yeah. it's gonna be sick man that's what's that's up dope. <laughs> <laughs> and, nah, i think i think i mean you're, you're creating the content for it so yeah eventually yeah. you'll be able to make it happen uh got, gotta ask you, you you mentioned it a couple times but what exactly is uh your business that you're starting if you don't mind sh- sharing it no no not at all it's a um it's a digital marketing agency the agency is specifically geared towards uh hvac contractors mm-hmm. um typically because well i wanted to actually be an hvac technician um a few years back but i didn't have the money at the time to go and, and get ed- and get the like education and do all that stuff so but i've always liked that that industry so you know being able to help them to get their messages to to connect with their people is is a passion of mine um also we're based on the the general idea for us is that we believe in transparency uh, authenticity and self-awareness and we believe in working with brands that have that same mentality um so people that truly want to connect with the people they serve truly want to connect with their communities those are the kinds of businesses that we do business with uh, because that's how we carry ourselves. Um, I'm a firm believer that businesses and companies are not, they don't have to be faceless organizations. They should be for people, by people. You know, when, when, a, when somebody starts a business, no matter how small or how big it is, it originally started by a person and that person had an idea, they had a goal, they had a dream, they had a purpose for doing what they were doing. And when you allow that part of them, that part of the business to speak, you allow it to connect with the people they serve. You know, I don't believe in B2B. I don't believe in B2C. I believe in P2P. I believe in people to people because that is, that's all it is. So helping businesses to really enhance their message and do that is, is awesome. And so that's what we ultimately aim to do. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're, bringing them to the new age right because like when i think mm-hmm. of hvac it sounds pretty old school even though i know it's important and everybody <laughs> needs those yeah. folks, <laughs> folks around um yeah when i think about it I, I, it's things i think of it like an older generation type thing so yeah i think uh you got something there uh helping yeah. out all those folks get connected onto the web um and, you know makes us make it easy as a customer to find people that are trustworthy and exactly. like you know have a connection with the community the small businesses uh exactly yeah, I mean, when you think about it, like specific, I mean, even any of those like trade service businesses, like uh, electricians, plumbers, all of them, it's, it's, it is very, you think very old school. I do too. You know, it's very old school. And for the most part, we don't really think about the customer service for the most part of that. It's kind of like if my toilet's broken, come fix it. I don't really care. But you do remember the plumber or the HVAC technician or the electrician that took the time to remember your name, that took the time to call you the day after they came and make sure everything's good or asked about your dog or whatever, you know, you remember those kinds of moments. And that that's what makes somebody not only choose you the first time, but definitely the second, the third and the fourth, and you become their go-to person. Um, and so being able to position these companies to be that, that's, that's the goal every single time. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I got, I believe I'll try to make some time to ask you more about that. Sure, sure. Um, but just uh, to move along, uh, I got to give you the second question of the warm up, which is what would you like the audience out there to, to know about you? Um, I am a filmmaking hobbyist. Um, I, I write screenplays as a hobby. I'm, I've done that for the past 14 years. I love, love screenwriting. Um, I've always wanted to be a director, like a film director. I've always wanted to do that. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, I actually started uh, learning how to do that. Uh, learn the art of, of videography and, and cinematography is a better terminology for it um and just sort of learning that and that's kind of been my hobby on the side of, of doing that and my ultimate goal is you know to take this business that i started and and be able to you know build it as an asset that i can roll into one day starting a production company and actually do that full-time making movies and and, and uh internet television shows so that's something i absolutely love and would love people to know that about me 
that's what's up man yeah that's definitely yeah. something new that i i mean <laughs> this is the first time meeting but you know for i am a big media consumer so i mad respect to you for for trying to be a creative in that space um yeah man you gotta tell me like first off when you write your screenplays are they more ep- episodes or are they more like you know long for long films how, how do you um i've typically only i've written one screenplay so like one movie um and then the rest of the time have always been pilots like um so just like random pilots for ideas that i've had um i think i suck at comedy so i typically try to avoid those and i prefer like dramas um but yeah i love that and i'm also a huge like comic book fan and geek kind of guy so i'm usually writing you know whether it be uh superhero related stuff or um spy stuff or stuff like that but typically i do write teleplays or, or uh, pilots uh yeah that's usually what it is i got you man i mean mad, yeah. pro- mad props uh you know one of the things i tried during quarantine was to write a screenplay to and uh, <laughs> I, I could only get 15 minutes you know 15 pages right it's like a minute per page that's yeah that's what they say yeah and I, I, that's that's better than a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> some people get some people don't even get to the writing part so that's I, I, props right right on right on man I'll, <laughs> if anything if you don't mind maybe after this i can share it with you just so i can sure. get some feedback from you absolutely um, yeah that's what's up i i'm a big dreamer too sometimes so yeah. like yeah anytime i have like a crazy moving movie like dream i have to like write down like you know the, the little plot so i can get back to it <laughs> and try to try to do it i mean yeah i feel you on that i, I do the same thing i have i have a little notebook um it's around here somewhere oh it's right here hold on a second my little uh my little ideas <laughs> so I carry it everywhere with me. So every time I, something comes to me, I'm like, oh, got to write that down because that, that's going to be good. Um, so, yeah, I definitely understand that. For sure, man. For sure. Uh, my third question for you in the warm up <laughs> is if someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? So if I was going to tell myself today I'm going to do something in the honor of uh, Jared, what could I do for you, man? Uh, the best way somebody could pay tribute to me is to live as authentically as and unapologetically as possible. That would be the best way to honor me, simply just because I wholeheartedly believe in that. I wholeheartedly believe in being as unapologetic as possible. Not in the sense to being a jerk or anything like that, but just being true to yourself. And I think that that's the best way to honor society as a whole, but me as a member of that society i think that it's that's how i would want to be honored just knowing the people that know me are being true to themselves for sure for sure uh well hopefully you know we can all do that for you <laughs> but, now, but now we know because you know it can be a difficult thing to live yeah. you know unapologetically definitely I, you know i think uh you know for me i'm trying it's not that i'm not trying to be apologetic it's just that like you said being true to myself is mm-hmm. something that i think i've been embracing more and more and yeah it, i haven't had to apologize for it but maybe one day <laughs> one day i'd be compelled <laughs> to because apologizing would be true to myself i don't i don't know it, like i get caught up in a loop you know yeah um, it's a it's paradoxical i understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of things are actually but uh yeah that's very true <laughs> um and then my last question for you in the warm-up is on a scale from one to ten, how well do you know yourself? Um I wanna say an eight. I wanna say eight. Well wait, ten being very, very well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so eight, yeah, that, that that works. That's what I would go with. How would you say you came to an eight? Um, I've spent a lot of time being forced to examine who I am and why I am the way that I am. Um, my, my upbringing and my, a lot of the experiences that I had forced me to be that way. Um, however, I still find that there, there are times where I surprise myself. 
um and but both in how i react to things also and just things that i'm interested in experiences that i have I, I just can't believe that those kinds of things are that way mostly though it would be how i react to certain situations i i sometimes i surprise myself the way that i react to things and it's not exactly how i believed i would behave if certain things happened and then it's like you know if i think a setback you know i, I like to think oh if a setback happens i'm gonna be good and then setback happens and i freak out and i'm like well apparently i don't have it all together as well as i thought <laughs> i did so i'm still learning me and i think I, that's obviously a life process i think but i think i know myself pretty well um for the uh this point in my life for sure uh if do you mind sharing maybe the last time you surprised yourself uh, uh yeah um the last time I surprised myself was, I want to say a few weeks ago, um, me and my wife had made an investment um, in this this business idea. It wasn't really in a business idea. It was more of like a, a financial venture, I guess. And the um, it involved Facebook and a bunch of other stuff. And I was thinking this was going to be like a really simple process. It was going to you know invest some money and it was going to have some pretty nice returns too and everything's going to be fine. And then... Facebook was deciding to be rather wonky about it uh, and just kept denying our, our ad campaigns and the things that we were doing and um, didn't really I didn't really know why I uh, wasn't doing anything that was supposedly in violation of and so Facebook I kept reaching out to Facebook first of all I, I have to point out that Facebook's um, customer service, get in touch with the human being process is the most impossible thing in the world. I literally spent three hours just trying to find a chat um, thing. Um, but nonetheless, that went on and, and they, every time I was able to get in touch with them, they were like, oh, it was a mistake. It was our fault. You know, we'll reinstate your ad account or whatever. And then they did this like four or five times. And then I was just like, I was my... I was just ready to be done with it. Like I, I was really frustrated with that. I was, I was like, you know, you know, this is not meant to work out. It's, it's, you know, and I just got really like down in the dumps about the whole thing, um, which was surprising to me because I was thinking, you know, this, this is just a minor setback. They made a mistake. They know they made a mistake. You can just get this handled. It shouldn't be a big deal. But just how, not, I wouldn't, I don't want to say depressed because I wasn't really depressed, but just how frustrated I got into the point where it just took me out of my element for like three days where I just didn't want to do anything because I was so bothered by it was rather surprising to me. Um, it was a lesson that I learned from it and I realized that, you know, setbacks do happen and you sometimes just have to learn to roll with them even if they are, they seem minor. Um, and also learning to sort of forgive yourself for when you're not your best self was what I kind of had to take from that. But it was definitely surprising and a little disappointing. Um, but hopefully in the future, it'll be better. I'll, I'll handle those types of situations better. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, thank you for, for sharing that story. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, for me, when, when setbacks happen and, you know, I know it can get frustrating being an entrepreneur <laughs> or like, you know, just doing anything. If you get when there's a setback the thing that's helped me out is just thinking like why am i in such a rush you know like mm -hmm. you know that that's the biggest thing i gotta remind myself because like yeah i'll get i guess i'll feel overwhelmed like damn this was supposed to get done and now it's not done and i'm like well really you know what's the rush right now it's, it's because of my expectation of, of getting it done a certain way um yeah. you know getting challenged but yeah so if you ever get frustrated, man, just, you know, if you have the time, hopefully you do, you know, just remember you, you, you got time to, to, to fix, you know, handle it later on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's definitely something I can keep in mind. For sure, man. All right. Well, we made it to, to the main portion of the interview. Uh, before we get there, though, you had mentioned something earlier I wanted to bring up again, which was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, small businesses and versus corporations, right? Yeah. Um, what do you... What's the definition of a sellout to you? Because in my mind, let's say I had a business and then a corporation was like, here's, let's buy you out. Um, and I'm like, all right, for sure. Cause I really want that money. <laughs> and then, but for me, I'll be like, all right, it's cool. You know, I'm gonna do another venture and do something different or better, or, you know, it's sure. not going to be me. Um, so yeah, for, for you, what would, how would you define a sellout versus a person who's just, you know, making a choice that, that will help them out. Go, go for it. 
Um, for me, I think a sellout is a person who chooses money over purpose. So, like, if you are willing to take that, so like, in the example you talk about, you build up a business, and then a big corporation comes, and they're like, we're going to buy this business for X amount of dollars, and you're like, yeah, I'll take that, because I want that check. But you, you're just simply taking it for that reason. It's not a matter of um, this company could potentially position the vision that I had for this business to a whole new level and that they can do something better for it than I could or taking the money is going to allow me to do something much bigger or much better that I've been planning to do all along. You know, if it's purely just I'm taking money because I love money, that to me is selling out. If it's taking money because you have a bigger goal or bigger ambition or you feel like you've taken the company as far as it can actually go on your own and somebody with bigger pockets and more resources could do better with it i don't think that's a that's a sellout at all in fact i think that's selfless within itself so um yeah that's what i consider a sellout Whew, all right, just just wanted to get get some words of affirmation from you, man. <laughs> well, you know, because in all in all honesty, you know, with this podcast, I'm not a hundred percent sure of all the terms and conditions I I signed up for when I put it on all these sites. So maybe one day they're gonna come after me and be like, "Yo." You know, we want to take this whole thing from me, you know, and then I'm yeah. like, well, damn, I, I got to I'll be put in a situation that, you know, to some could seem like I'm selling out. But, you know, there yeah. is other plans. And hopefully, you know, I just have to prove it with my actions. True. Um, the other thing that I would say is if you can look at yourself in the mirror when it's all said and done and i mean like one in a situation where like let's say you put it on i don't know spotify or whatever and they're just like oh you know we have imminent domain and we're taking your product you know th then that's not really on you but if it's a situation where they're like you know hey we want to offer you this big check you know and in, in, in whatever if you can look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and say you know what i made the right decision for me and this is what i wanted to do that's all that really matters because the only person who can really truly determine if you're a sellout or not is is you because you're the only one who knows your intentions um you know everybody else has you know of course everybody's a, an, an armchair critic who has the ability to say their opinion as to what you're doing or why it's right or why it's wrong but ultimately unless they know what's in your heart and they know what your plans are what the moves are you're the only one who can ever really call yourself a sellout and it actually matter I mean, that's that's very true, man. It's, it's really what we think of ourselves that matters the most, right? Exactly. Uh, At least should be. That should be. Should be. Should be. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Well, we made it to the questions. Would you like to choose your destiny, or, you know, go to the wheel of fate? Um. <laughs> I think I'll take it. I'll take a spin at the wheel. Let's 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 gamble a little. All right, man. Here we go. Uh, I know you can't hear it, but there is noise on, on my, my end. I will imagine the noise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 11 hard. Okay. Uh, yeah, if there's any question that you feel like you don't want to answer, just feel free to pass, and then we could just sure. give another spin. But first question, 11 hard, is going to be, when was the last time you cried? Oh wow! Okay, right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> last time that I cried. If you're cool with it, yeah. Yeah, no, it. I'm cool with that. I came here fully prepared to answer any questions. So, um, the last time I cried, I think was a couple months ago. Uh, I was going through about a depression, and I was dealing with loneliness. I was feeling a lot of loneliness because I had, I have friends. Um, that they're all, you know, back. I live in the uh, Midwest now, but I did live, um, I live in, I used to live in Jersey. Uh, and so all of my friends were over there. Um, and so we had a podcast that we were doing. It was called uh, the Mansell Culture Podcast. And it was really important to me. And that ended up coming to an end. But also that podcast I felt was the thing that was holding us together as friends. And so that ending to me felt like the end of a friendship and then you know examining my life and the kind of people that are were around me or lack of um 
you know, keep in mind, like I said, I moved to the Midwest with my wife. And so her family's here. You know, this is where she grew up. Everything and everybody that I know is back on the East Coast. So ultimately, in that moment, I felt truly alone. Not that my wife wasn't there for me, but in that moment, I just felt alone. And so I just broke down over it. And actually, I think I cried about it like a couple for a couple days, honestly. But um, yeah, that was I want to say wasn't a couple months ago. I think it was like last month, honestly. Um, So, yeah, that was the last time. Damn man, that that was some real shit right there. Uh, <laughs> no, thank thank you for sharing. Uh, of course, no problem. Yeah, bro. I mean, so you so you moved recently, like uh, we moved at the end of 2019. It was uh, I want to say after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh, in 2019. So like it was like December 2nd, I believe we moved from Jersey to here, and then we were here. Everything was normal. Um, till Christmas and then after that ended um, we were we were having a pretty good time from January till about March and then COVID happened and then we were pretty much quarantined in the house for <laughs> the year um, and which was a whole other thing when it comes down to like depression and stuff like that um, to be honest with you I kind of actually developed a form of agoraphobia um, when it came to being in the house like I got so anxious over everything that was going on in the news and everything whatever that I didn't even want to leave the house like at all for anything um the first time I actually stepped foot in a building that was not my own house was March of this year um and we went into quarantine in March of the year before so it was like a full year before I even stepped foot in another building um I actually got in a car for the first time maybe February of this year so like i refused to leave the house without having like major anxiety so well, yeah it was man. a lot yeah was a uh, well was that something that you maybe you felt like you had before covid or it was because of covid well i, I understand too though because like yeah. the news was out there just giving us all this information <laughs> and on constant cycles uh i know a lot of folks like yourself that that did not want to leave their house you know for for, for any reason um i don't know if i had it before that um yeah i don't think i had it before that i i know that i had social anxiety i I have social anxiety um in general so that that was there but then i think with everything like you said with everything that was on the news and all that other stuff couple that with social anxiety and then it's like you have this recipe of just no 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 i don't want to go outside everybody's dangerous i'm good um, you know, and then of course you had, it wasn't just COVID. You also had, you know, the George Floyd thing and, and the Black Lives Matter stuff that was going on and, and all of that. So it was just a whole amalgamation of all kinds of anxiety inducing stuff that just, it was just better to stay at home on the couch, you know, Netflix and, and all of that and, and the re- and the real world doesn't exist. So that that's where that was. Oh yeah, man. And you know, for for me, I I think I've I've been an introvert, and mm-hmm. so like you know, I was one of those people that wasn't having too much of a hard time, you know, having <laughs> to stay in. And I'm like, cool, yeah, this is what I was doing already. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely that's what I told I told my wife the same thing um when it first started happening because I'm introverted as well um she that's the difference between us she's a social butterfly she's a major extrovert I am a major introvert and so it is I I personally don't mind not having to be around a bunch of people and things like that so but then I didn't realize that on top of that there was so much more to it than that. There was so much anxiety over the idea of it. Um, like, Cause at first I thought that's all it was. I thought it was just me being an introvert, me not wanting to go out, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Cause you know, you know, it's draining. I don't feel like dealing with all that. But then when it came down to physically actually having to go and do something and then I could not do it, then I realized, okay, something a little bit bigger is going on than just that. So. Mm. Yeah, I gotcha. And um, I had a, I had another thought about it, but it's, it's fleeting. So I'm my apologies. It'll come back. It'll come back if yeah. it's important, as I say. It, it'll come back to you. I hope so. Uh, but anyways, let's go ahead and uh, give it another spin. Sure, sure. Here we go. It is bugging me, man. I've been trying to remember what I was thinking about. <laughs> 
right, all right, here we go. 18 easy. Go, okay. going, going down a couple levels. Okay. Here we go. Uh, what's the best performance you've ever witnessed? Oh, wow. That's interesting. It could be a concert, play, dance, you know, whatever. I've actually never been to a concert before. Where? My whole life, ever. <laughs> For sure. Um, so I, I, that one I couldn't say. Um, but it could be like a TV show or a movie or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, shoot! Like you, you opened a couple more doors for that question. I didn't even think about <laughs> okay. that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. The best performance? That's hard. I can only give you what comes to mind. Um. I was a big fan of the Vampire Diaries. The Vampire so, Diaries. The, the, yeah. The movie. The TV show. Oh, I didn't even know there's a TV show. Okay. Yeah, there's a TV show. Yeah. So I I, I watched that. Um, and there was this particular scene where uh the main character <laughs> so weird because uh, like it's not typically a show that a lot of guys watch at least not the guys that i know um but nonetheless i was watching this and uh, in this particular scene the main character comes to the realization that her brother is actually dead spoiler alert if you do happen to watch this show. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean the show's been off for like years now so hopefully you've already seen it but if you haven't yeah, that happens. So she realizes that 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 he's um, that he's gone, and then when she the whole episode she's in like major denial about the whole thing, and then she finally realizes it that he's dead, and then she has like this major like breakdown emotionally. It was like one of the best scenes I've ever seen on television before, and I I, I continuously watch that that scene on loop. She burns her down her house and everything. It was, it's awesome, but. Uh, yeah. That would probably be the best performance I've seen. It's done by Nina Dobrev. So when you, you know when you blow up, man, and this becomes majorly popular, um, just let Nina Dobrev know that I uh, I mentioned her. Oh no! Hey. <laughs> I, I will try to get y'all connected, bro. I'll try to get y'all connected for sure. I appreciate uh, you. But Vampire Diaries. All right, I, yeah. I'm gonna have to look up, look for that scene now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, the scenes that get me is the hysterical laughter after something happens. You know, like you you know it could be the Joker, but I feel like the most recent one. You know, Breaking Bad when. When Walter White finds out Skyler like gave away the money that he was saving up, I don't know. Oh, my bad. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen yeah. Breaking Bad, either, but... no. See, oh no, well, no, that's the thing. I literally just started Breaking Bad. Oh no! Um, so sorry. God it's it. all good. It's all good. No, I have no problem with spoilers. I'm a weird person. I mean, like I read books and stuff. I will read the last page of a book before I buy it. So I, I don't care at all about spoilers. But. Damn, yeah, damn it! <laughs> I, I just feel horrible. But anyways, look out for that. Look out for that. Um, <laughs> I will. Yeah, that, that's something. Yeah, one of those those kind of scenes. I forgot. Like, whenever something so crazy happens and you know it's bad, but the character can't do anything but laugh at how bad things yeah. are. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know for some reason that resonates with me. I'm just like, damn. <laughs> it might be a psychological reason for that. That's that's interesting. Dude, I mean, um. that definitely like. <laughs> I feel like there are some times when situations happen and I do laugh and people are like, what's funny? And I'm like, it's, it's like, how bad, how bad it is this funny, you know? It's crazy. That's funny. But yeah, no, I get that. Sometimes that's a, it's a, it's an emotional response and it's the only way to respond sometimes. Yeah. Now that you say now that, you say that though, I think about um, the Joker and, and, you know, Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, that's probably... Also, probably one of my greater performances as far as movies go. That would be one of my favorites too. So, yeah, no, I mean, you know, R.I.P. Heath Ledger, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but any kind of like actors for sure, I got mad respect for them too because they got to put them like the really good actors put them put themselves in a place yeah, where true. that's who they are, and it's like, yeah, that's hard enough. Like you know, people act not like themselves all the time but, yeah <laughs> but to embrace a character and become that character i think is a whole especially thing. yeah especially like method actors and people who like take who take the 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 uh, the, the method of like embodying that character like 24 7 even when they're not on like 
set they're just like i'm gonna be this character for the entire time of production it's like that's i I don't know i would go crazy like having it especially if you're like a villainous character too like if you're not like a heroic or honorable person you're you have to be like a a douche like forever that's like that's kind of weird to me but yeah i can understand that yeah man i mean i haven't talked to any any actors to or too many actors i did until to one but uh, we didn't talk about acting um <laughs> but yeah it's it's something that i actually want to try to do eventually in my lifetime um and act I, or I, talk to an actor uh <laughs> yeah, act, act. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> and, and hopefully talk to actors too but, talk uh, to actors about acting i mean but yeah <laughs> No, that, that'd be cool acting. I, I I tried that once. It didn't work out for me, but um, I just think that's because I'm not really meant to be mm. an actor. I think I'm more meant to be a writer or a director than, than anything else. But and and yeah, I feel you, dog. Because that's an actor is what I want to be. But saying similar, I feel like I'm way better in the writers' room or directing. I don't know if I could be a director, man. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if I can uh, can express my vision and like have it like you know pal- 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 palatable to, to for other folks to understand and you know yeah. have it all come together i haven't tried but uh have you ever tried you could. uh I've, I've done a little bit of it but not like anything major um it just really boils down to your own understanding of the material so as long as like i find i think that it's a lot easier to be a director when you are directing something that you yourself wrote as opposed to like somebody comes to you with a script and they're like this is what i uh, this is my vision for it and you know make it you know what i mean so then you have to kind of figure out what they intended and then how that meets with like what you think that means and then sort of you know figure out how to translate that together but the other thing about directing is it's, it's really a team sport so it's kind of one of the well filmmaking itself is a team sport you know so it's kind of one of those things that you're you're not doing it all by yourself even though you're the 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 ceo of the movie or the quarterback of the movie you're literally you know you're the leader but you have a whole team of people that are all very talented and if allowed to do what they're capable of doing can help you make that that come true and i'm I'm just generally a a collaborative person which is weird because like i said i am an introvert too but i love collaboration so i love on all creative processes i love collaborating with people and putting our heads together and coming up with stuff because i i'm a firm believer that there are tons of people in the world that are way smarter than me and so being able to put my head together with theirs and see what magnificence they come up with it's exciting so i think being a director i think you 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 seem to have a very genuine interest in other people and how they you know see the world and, and that kind of thing and that's i think that's a key skill of a director because and a writer, to be honest. So, no, I think you do great at it, honestly. Right on, man. Uh, thank, thank you again for, for the words of encouragement. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, I've never just like gotten to that part of the process yet. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm building a team and and trying to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, and you know, hopefully, it's, it's something I can do when. I guess maybe you know one of the hardest things for me, man, is to ask for help. And I feel like as a, as a director, yeah, it's it's basically known everyone's helping you, and you're helping them as well. But yeah, you know, <laughs> it's but just, yeah, it's, no, I get that. That's that's my thing too. Um, and then, like you said, you're also an introvert, so there comes that and that level of sort of connecting with with other people um, is a little bit difficult um, too. So yeah, I get that part. But I think I also believe in the law of attraction. So I think that if you actively want to do things and manifest that those things are going to be out there, that kind of stuff sort of comes to you eventually, or at the very least you're put in positions that allow you to um, sort of get those opportunities. And, and yeah, the final part is to execute, right? Right. Yeah, right. exactly. But that's, that's, a, yeah. I mean, that's it's, it's just because I feel like I've had, I put myself and manifested these opportunities, but I never never executed and um you know it's led me to this to this place where you know i'm very focused on being consistent and executing um but it took those times for sure absolutely i I actually remembered what i was going to bring up earlier okay (laughs) (laughs) and uh i do think it's important um 
you know you talked about the podcast you were working on with mm-hmm. your homies and uh you know because of that i feel like i have that same kind of thing with this podcast with my friends as well uh you know i have a lot of older friends from my college years where we don't get to talk too often and before this podcast because they've came on like you know uh twice on the show already and it's really been the only time we really get to catch up and talk and uh you know other than that we got our lives that we're living outside um but it's weird to feel like it's a little weird but also i i am grateful that we have the opportunity because of the podcast to to kind of talk and you know keep up with each other yeah uh, and but i feel kind of ashamed bro because like yeah i feel like my friends gotta schedule this time just for us to catch up you know and it, it yeah for me that's something i'm working to, through but i, I know yeah. i know my friends understand it's just more like like you said what we think of ourselves uh, right so yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely, get, I definitely get that. I get that perspective, and 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 I think I felt that same when it came down to it. I my 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 process, my thought process was more about, um, just the fact that why did I feel like oh it was only a podcast that could keep us together? Like why didn't we? Why couldn't we just be better friends to each other and just you know what I mean? And so. I definitely, I definitely get that. At the same time, I've come to realize that friendship, the older you get, is less about interaction on a consistent basis and more about when are the people that you consider your friends there for you, or, or should I say, they're there for you when it matters. So, you know, when, when, when a crisis happens, when, um, when a celebration happens or something something really important happens they're there during those moments you know what i mean and 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 or you can reach out to them if need be cuz sometimes that that's really all it boils down to cuz it's it's kind of like you know why don't my friends reach out to me more but then it's kind of like well why don't i reach out to them more you know what i'm saying and so you know, because they may be thinking, you know, maybe, maybe I'm bothering them or maybe, you know, whatever. Or they got their own life going on and they just get so caught up in it and the weeks go by and everything gets crazy. But it's like, I do know that there are people in my life that if the world was ending tomorrow, my world at least was ending tomorrow, I could, I could call them and say, hey, this is what's going on. And I just needed somebody to talk to and they would be there. Um, and we may not talk every day. In fact, we may not talk every week or even every month, but we you know they're there when it counts and that's really what friendship is about regardless and sometimes though too it's about the fact that you know the older you get the less friends you have um and i believe there's actually a quote it was not really a quote but it was like a line from a movie where it was like um it might have been a quote i think it might have been like one of those like graphic memes or whatever you see on instagram but anyway it was like um they were talking about how the more real of a person you tend to be the less the smaller your circle is and i found that to be very true um because i realized there are a lot of people that are just really fake and really they just they put their false self out there so often and they have these tons of people around them because people fall in love with that image that they've created but then you have those people that are kind of like, I live unapologetically. I live truthfully and authentically. And because so few people choose to do that, only as the expression goes, only real recognizes real. So those kinds of people tend to have smaller circles. Um, and they also, like I said, they don't need that consistency all the time as much as there's it's more quality over quantity, uh, if you will. So that's what I've come to learn about friendship. So I, I definitely get where you're coming from, but if it makes you feel any better, it could just be a matter of, you know, you got solid people in your life that would be there for you if something terrible happened or something great happens and you want to celebrate, they're there for you. But, you know, you know who's really there. That's what really matters. And, and you know that you're really there for them uh, when it really matters. And at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. I, I hear you, man. And, you know, for, for me, I just I just hope those folks know. Uh, yeah. And we, we don't we don't talk about it because you know not everybody yeah. likes talking about their emotions and because we're men and because <laughs> <laughs> we're men and there's that level of toxic masculinity that we all tend to buy into a little bit but it's it's what it is 
the, the next generation will, will do better than us i um, think so i yeah. definitely think so <laughs> all right man well uh just a heads up we have about 10 15 minutes left in the podcast sure. uh been having a great time i hope you too me too you know. love this for sure man let's give it another spin here we okay. go Thirty-two medium. Okay. Right here we go. Okay. Uh, that was the wrong one. There we go. What's been on your mind lately? <laughs> okay, that's a that's an interesting one. Um, what's been on my mind lately? Um, hoping that my life my life changing has been on my mind lately being wanting to be the first person in my family to amass wealth and on a generational level and knowing in my mind that I can do it, seeing it and being aligned with it and just trying to follow that path has been on my mind. And also the recognition that no matter what anybody tells you, trying to do that and trying to walk that path is a very 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 lonely lonely path and because people don't tend to either a believe in you or b you know they they want you to do it they just don't want to walk it with you you know and so recognizing that has been on my mind and accepting it has been on my mind cuz i know that in the end it'll be worth it yeah, man, and hopefully in the end you'll also find the other folks who, who want to build that that thing with you without yeah. you know. And I mean, I, I feel you doing doing this podcast, <laughs> doing this podcast. You know, I'm, it's all solo dolo until you know a whole. I can start building a team, and mm-hmm. you know, you talked about you know a failed business. I've had a failed. <laughs> I, I can't even call it a business because it was I'm not a business minded person. I wasn't making no money. But uh, you know, I started a clothing brand that right now isn't really my main focus anymore. Um and yeah, I mean my first my first dream was to, to be a rapper and uh that Mine too, bro. Mine yeah. too. Yeah, didn't didn't work out. So <laughs> a lot of failures, but uh yeah. that, that's important though. You need those. You need those because those they give you the direction. So I, I yeah, you need that. And you know, we come to find everything we learn from those failures will, right. will help us with, with our future stuff too. Uh and I think you got it, man. You got that that first I guess the most important trait someone told me an entrepreneur on the show told me uh you know most important trait is perseverance like mm-hmm. you know it because you're gonna fail that's that's like <laughs> that's that's not uh like if you're gonna fail that's when you're gonna fail and yeah. um yeah it's just about bouncing back and hurry up and get to it that's hurry up and get to the failures that's that's the goal <laughs> that's what i always do right that's why at least that's my mind state i want to hurry up and fail so i can you know learn from it and move on um but the oh, yeah man. i will say this that uh, it falls in line with the whole what's on my mind lately and and the advice i'd like to impart just based on that it's just it's not even advice. It's just more of a realization. Um, I struggled a lot with indecisiveness. Um, so just not able to make a decision. And then I've come to realize that indecisiveness is nothing more than just fear of making a mistake and wanting to not and wanting to get it right. And so being afraid that if I make this choice, then everything's going to go to hell and it's going to be bad. Um, and then with that thought process, you make no decision, but then you ultimately fail anyway. So it's like, I, that's the thing that's ultimately been on my mind beyond all of this other stuff that, that thing, if I could share, like if anybody hears this and they're struggling with indecisiveness of any kind, just know that that's nothing more than just your fear of making a mistake in disguise. So just choose something, even if it's the wrong choice, just choose something. For sure, man. I, th- I think that's a, what we all kind of struggle with at some point, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm a big overthinker. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll spend all day analyzing whether or not I, sh- I should, you know, get out of my bed. <laughs> uh, you know, something simple like that. Yeah, I hear you. I'm the same way. I feel it. Um, well, all right, man. 
we we made it to the the ending portion of 34 questions but before before we do the concluding questions there's this thing i've been doing with my guests called the 34th mantra it's it hasn't been released yet you haven't seen those episodes yet but uh okay uh, i got three phrases that i'd like you to fill in and they're filling the blanks um the first phrase is i am blank i am worthy i am worthy mm-hmm. the second one is i can blank i can do anything i can do anything mm-hmm. and the last one is i will blank i will keep going Michelle, man um, <laughs> Now, if you ever need a reminder in the future, you got your a sound bite of yourself, you know, just nice. Just I love that. You. I love uh, that. <laughs> you know, put put this in that uh, behind the scenes uh, documentary <laughs> that you do. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but for sure, moving on to the concluding questions. This first, mm-hmm. this first one is from my previous guest. Uh, shout out to Lane for his question. Hey, Lane. His question for you is: What are you doing to make the world a better place? That's a fair question. Um, not enough. That's 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 sure. That's that's true. Um, but I think for me, I think helping my business is is what I consider to be making the world a better place. Helping businesses per, um, position themselves with better customer service to connect with their communities and give back to it. Um, I think that's that's the the best I can do for the world, and that's what I'm trying to do to make the world a better place. Michelle, man, I think that's something. I don't know if all entrepreneurs know this, but you know, if you're not doing it for the money, for the fame, or the status, mm-hmm. when you build in a business, you are changing lives. Like, because yeah. people are going to be working for you, who are going to that's their livelihood is to is to do something that you you're envisioning. Um, True. So yeah, I think. You know that that is definitely one way to to make the world a better place. Is right. also I would say that on on top of that, I agree with you. So to interrupt you, but I, I do believe that that's true. I also think that when you're an entrepreneur, your purpose, like you said, it's if, if it should never be honestly about the money. Like it, it, like money is like they say, money is a byproduct of whatever you're doing. It's a reward or a result of the work that you're doing. But every entrepreneur your job in this world is to serve that's what you do you know we we there's a problem in the world you saw it and you decided to fix it and as a server as a person who chooses to serve that audience the solution where every entrepreneur in the world is a a problem solver really so you know and i mean i feel like i think people tend to throw the word entrepreneur around so much um, and they think when you think entrepreneur, you think business, you know what I mean? But I think whether you're, I think creatives in general, you know, from podcasters to musicians, you guys are entrepreneurs as well in the sense that, you know, you're, there's also, you there are problems that you're solving, you're, whether that be entertainment, a lack of entertainment or, you know, educational purposes or whatever, or like your podcast, which is showing, um, showing different aspects or different perspectives on the world which people need because you know sometimes people may watch this and see a person and say i'm just like that guy or i'm just like that that woman and and that's you know that that really spoke to me so within even within that you're a problem solver as well so as long as we're on the planet i think we're all here to serve i think entrepreneurs are just some of the few that get paid for it but yeah we're all here to serve really i mean uh that was beautiful uh, and I, I hope, I hope that's how it is, man. Uh, I'm an optimist, and I like to see the bright side of things more often uh-huh. than not. Uh, and I, what frustrates me, I'll tell you what's frustrating, is uh, the entrepreneurs that you know are, I wouldn't call them stealers, but you know, copy and paste. You know, they yeah. see an idea that works, and like, all right, well, I'll do the same thing. I'll put a little twist on it. Um, not really being innovative not really changing the game we're solving a problem it's just you know trying to get that market share 
and yeah so i guess that's just what's frustrating for me sometimes even though you know, i can't knock the hustle i can't hate yeah i can't i hate mean well, i find players. i think it's hustling you can't hit the player either. <laughs> but yeah you, you, it's the hustle and i think sometimes though i think even in that it's if they're doing it for the sake of something bigger you know what i mean uh, like just yeah. to kind of i need to get some money so that i can do something much bigger later on like this isn't really my passion thing this is kind of like just my hustle thing and i'm just trying to make a little bit of money so i can build it up and do what i really want to do which is kind of how my business started too it was kind of like like i said i wanted to start my own production company which is still ultimately my goal um i love what i do and i love the goal behind why i do it but you know if it made me a sellout to say you know oh some bigger company was like yeah i want to buy your digital marketing agency i would definitely sell it so that i can focus on you know starting a production company and doing that so i can definitely see the hustlers and the entrepreneurs out there who take the less than original ideas to try to build to something else um but if it's just kind of like no i just want some money then i mean you know yeah that is what it is (laughs) you you just reminded me not to judge a book by its cover man Uh, (laughs) i gotta humble myself and remember that shit sometimes Uh, all right man and then my second question second to last question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions um what are you doing for yourself okay uh yeah what are you doing for yourself right now i like that always interesting to see who ends up with the next question uh, <laughs> you know one thing I had thought about I haven't started doing it because I know it's going to take a long time but uh, since I've, I've been having my guests kind of ask questions to each other mm-hmm. I, I want to edit it so let's say you're asking your question and I'll edit it for the next person's video so you know at the same time like you you wouldn't know until that, yeah. that came out but you know you could see how you guys are connected um, yeah so sort of like editing it as like a, like a fan question type of thing or not fan question but like a guest question and then they'll answer it directly to that thing yeah i can exactly. see that that'd be dope i was also thinking you should do i don't know if you ever had if that was part of your plan but have like a round table uh episode where you kind of have some of the, the 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 not that anybody's more important than anybody else but just some of the guests that might be interested in sitting down with some of your other guests with you and then having like this sort of round table conversation might be kind of interesting too I, that would be interesting i would have to it would take some coordinating but you know it's not impossible it's just yeah. <laughs> it's all about execution. execution exactly exactly just put that in your little in your book of ideas maybe and <laughs> and come back to it sometime i will man i will i appreciate i appreciate that nugget and maybe you'll be one of those people i ask first I, I, absolutely i would have no problem with that show uh and then my last question for you the question that ties everything together uh you know a couple generations down the road maybe your great great grandkids are watching this uh Mm -hmm. what would you like to tell them i would like to tell them that everything that you're going through whatever it may be will ultimately it won't matter in the long run and because of that do as much crazy stuff as you possibly can because you only get to do it once and so yeah do that if it if it calls to you do it as long as it's not killing anybody or hurting anybody do the things that call to you and remember that in the long run it doesn't really make a difference to anybody else so just be free to be you for sure man for sure uh, any last things you'd like to add before we, we head out of here? Uh, just want to say that I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Uh, truly appreciate it. You're a wonderful uh, host. So I really, I really uh, you made me feel comfortable and so chill. So chill. <laughs> I wanted to say that to you since I first watched the episode. I was like, this dude is so chill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate being here. And other than that, Hope to come back again some other time and answer some more questions. For sure, man. I, I'd love to have you back on. And uh, thank you for that for that feedback because, you know, Absolutely. people people always say they enjoyed it, but, you know, no one's ever told me, like, it just feels chill to be here. And that means yeah. a lot. That means a lot to me. Uh, so, 
yeah i'm glad that 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 goes through through the camera and you know it's like we are kicking it and we are just you know having a good conversation um for sure man thank you again for for stopping by um i want to thank all the folks out there if you're listening on spotify apple music or on youtube definitely appreciate y'all time as well if you like it please like it if you loved it go ahead and subscribe and share um Remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. All right, man. This is like my uh, ending credit scene, you know, <laughs> uh, that, that bonus footage or whatever. But uh, yeah, man. Um, thank you again. I just sure, want to kind of ask, like, what was that experience like for you to, to go through the interview? Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I haven't had many of those. Ex- I haven't had many of these experiences to compare it to. But as as far as like, if I could, if I would have an ideal experience, this would be the ideal experience. It was like I said, you're super chill. Um, have a lot in common with you, so that that's always good. You know, I was didn't know if I would, you know, if we'd have a lot in common or not, and if it was going to be awkward because I've had some conversations like that where it's just kind of like awkwardness and stuff like that so it was it was pretty dope though for sure man for sure yeah and you know we're, we're always gonna have those awkward conversations with folks um you know like for me like i had to create this platform because i felt like i would have awkward conversations with people you know they, not mm-hmm. everybody wants to talk about deep stuff right away <laughs> but i'm always in there going into going way too you know too hard sometimes and um so now I'm that's creating. the introvert in you man that's the <laughs> introvert in you because that's the same way for me man i hate first of all i hate small talk so it's it's um i like it to get deep i like to know exactly what's what and and, and how somebody feels and you know why do you think that way why do you feel that way you know 